What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Take 3 podcast here on a Tuesday evening, just off of a Monday Night Football, a little bit of a snooze fest in New York, to be honest. Cooper Rush, though, stays undefeated as a starter. Brian Dable's team finally loses. Uh, Looks like the end of the Kenny Galladay era in New York, right? I think he played two snaps last night. It's kind of been Rocky Road, obviously. Uh, Not a guy Dable wanted or brought in. He was there before and looks like his tenure is over. Uh, Shitty snooze fest Sunday night as well, 11-10. As you can see in the graphic, we got guys stepping out of the end zone like Dan Orlovsky. Pretty embarrassing. I mean, I really thought we sat here last week and we're like, dude, the 49ers might be a better team with Jimmy G. And then this shit happens. And we sit here and we say minus one and a half, one and a half, hammer it, hammer it, 49ers. And like I say every week, people come on here and look dumb. But that's not to say the Broncos didn't look good. They look like shit and heck, it still sucks. Uh, the Birds, though, man, the Eagles look like a legit team. They bought out the Jags, look like a legit team. Trevor Lawrence, obviously, the rib injury with uh, – Justin Herbert and all that stuff. A couple other injuries with uh, LA. I was about to say San Diego, but the Jags look like a real deal. I mean, how are you feeling coming off a of week three? Some uh, some surprising results. A couple of upsets were mixed in there. So, how are you feeling coming off of week three? Um, kind of, kind of fifty fifty spread bet wise on the season. A hundred percent in and super excited about the Eagles. Like we're going to talk about it, but I haven't been this happy about the Eagles in a while. Um, and then the, the Sunday night game, we said hammer the Niners. And then I think we made a comment after like, watch, watch the Broncos hundred percent win this game now. And of course that happened in a terrible 11 to 10. So, um, to be honest, definitely some outcomes I didn't expect, but the way the games went, my opinions don't change on any, any of the big teams that lost, um, still got pretty much still believe in the top guys. For sure. Is it bad that like the best thing that happened on that play is he probably stepped that he stepped out of the end zone because the dude chucked the pick six like he threw the ball right. Yeah. To, I think it was Bradley <laughs> Chubb. So it's like the best thing that happened on that play was he stepped out of the end zone for a safety. But yeah, I mean, way to go. Niners one and a half. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on. First topic on the slate, if it'll let me flip over. Here we go. Um, big upset early, but not really big upset. I guess. I mean, it was surprising. Buffalo was five and a half point favorite going into Miami. Uh, Tua gets rocked, concussed, goes into the locker room at halftime. He comes out probably with the concussion, the CT, the brain damage, and they somehow end up beating the Buffalo Bills. They improved to three and oh. Shocking result. Buffalo kind of handcuffed themselves. That ending was hilarious. They run out of time. Ken Dorsey's slamming papers. The other offensive and defensive assistants are looking at him like he's a maniac. What do you make of this? You already alluded to, you don't really change your stance on Buffalo. I mean, I'm with you. Buffalo is still uh, the team to beat in the AFC. I would still say it's just one of those free games. It was about 150 degrees on the field. Guys were cramping up, uh, exhausted on both sides. They ran about 90 plays. Um, so, well, yeah, what do you got, Miami? I mean, it's good for them, 3-0. They go uh, to Cincinnati short week. But, I mean, uh, is Miami legit? Yeah, so for the Buffalo side, it was kind of an outlier, right? Missed a field goal. They gave Miami a short uh, a short touchdown, and they still probably should have won the game. They ran way more offensive plays. They got a ton of yards, could move the ball real easily, couldn't really score. Um, yeah, I alluded to it earlier. It doesn't really change my opinion about the Bills. I think they're still the best team in the AFC. They'll win the AFC East still. Um, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty confident in that, but I'm I'm very impressed with Miami at three and zero. They could easily be sitting at one and two when you look at the last two weeks, this Bills game and the Ravens game, that huge fourth quarter comeback. 
Um, it, it showed a lot. They did it back to back weeks. Yeah, it's not exactly how you want to do it, right? You want to put together better games, start to finish um, in different aspects for those two weeks. But you got to be impressed with Miami, new coaching staff, the resilience, uh, the free agent additions have helped a lot. The offense has been nice. And I'm really not surprised about the defense. I think the defense has had good showings the last two or three seasons. They've been underrated because the team as a whole hasn't been great. And I think they finally have a good offense to match with that defense. Um, even though I do think it was kind of an outlier result that they actually beat Buffalo and just kind of the way that game unfolded, uh, I'm still encouraged with Miami. It's going to be interesting to see what they do on a short week after playing, especially the defense after playing 90 plus snaps in that heat to go travel to Cincinnati. I think that's a really tough spot, but I'm definitely impressed with Miami. They're, they show that they're the real deal. Um, pretty confident they're going to make the playoffs and, it would not surprise me if they do a Cincinnati Bengals thing. You can go kind of far in the playoffs. I would not pick them. But I'll say this, they have all the talent in the world to beat anybody on any given Sunday. Yeah, I'm still riding with Buffalo. They get stuffed at the goal line, missing field goals, a lot of plays, right? It even taxes your offense when you run that many plays when it's 100 degrees on the field. But, yeah, I mean, Miami, they were impressive. Their defense was able to annoy Josh Allen a bit. Uh, the fact that he threw the ball 63 times is insane, 63 throws for 400 yards, two touchdowns. But, yeah, I mean, you got to be impressed with Miami to start 3-0, and new coaching staff. Nobody could have predicted that they would have beat the Ravens and the Bills in back-to-back weeks. Credit to their doctors. They get guys out there with concussions. Uh, they somehow clear the protocol. That's scary. We'll see the repercussions of that. But, yeah, I mean, good for Miami 3-0. and They need it. Big game coming up Thursday night headed to take on uh, Joe Burrow. And, you know, the Bengals are hungry at 1-2 and two to get back to 500. Um, let's move on. We got the Chiefs. Obviously, they could not close the deal in indianapolis the colts uh 20 to 17 i think the final was um you see a little argument with mahomes and eric Bieniemy going on i don't know why Bieniemy doesn't even call plays it's andy reed but i mean this is kind of similar to the bills thing uh, my stance on the chiefs yeah. hasn't changed there's one or two games a year and maybe even three games a year where teams i mean they're five and a half point favorites you assume yeah they're gonna roll in and beat them and then some fluke weird stuff happens and they lose the game right that's just why that's why when predicting these records it's impossible preseason to really predict these records and that's why i I wish I'd have factored that in with some of these teams that they're going to lose one or two games a year that you expect them to fully uh, win. So, I mean, that that's kind of my analysis on that. What do you uh, see out of the Chiefs? Any worries? I mean, is are the Colts going to crawl out of the, the basement? Are they suddenly a real football team now? I honestly don't have much faith in the Colts. I really did preseason, but Matt Ryan does not look that good. I don't think they're climbing out of anything. This was an outlier finish. Um, yeah, there's just sometimes where better teams just straight up lose. They had, they're had they clearly having a lot of kicking issues. Um, Amendola is not the answer. They missed Bucker. Uh, they would have easily won if their special teams was ready to go, and they had a kicker. Um, the Eric Bieniemy thing arguing is, I guess, interesting. I don't think there's really much there. Uh, LaShawn McCoy said on Instagram that that's all <laughs> Eric Bieniemy does. Of course, he was on the Super Bowl team. <laughs> That won with them. I just thought that was funny. Him saying that doesn't mean anything either. Um, I don't put a lot of stock in this week for the Chiefs. I think they just reset. They go out next Sunday. They probably get another W. Um, it's just like the Bills thing. It doesn't doesn't really change my opinion at all. Sometimes you, sometimes the better team loses. There's they make mistakes, accidents. Um, I think Indianapolis is clearly not as good of a team against Kansas City. 
Uh, weirdly enough, the one time they went to Indianapolis was a few years back, Sunday night football, and Jacoby Brissett was a quarterback, and they got a real ugly win there against Kansas City as well. So I don't know. Maybe it's just one of those matchups. I think it's just an outlier thing. Uh, I don't put a lot of stock into it. I got nothing but faith in the Chiefs. I think they'll at the end of the year they'll be one of the best teams, one of the top teams there, and I don't think the Colts will make the playoffs. So. Yep. I mean, you're spot on. Took dudes missing extra points, dudes missing field goals and guys that can't catch punts to lose a game on the road. And yeah, I mean, that's just how the cookie crumbles uh, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Let Justin Reed kick. I don't know why. I mean, that dude is a boot. I don't see. I don't see it's why. It's better they than Amendola. They do it for shits and gigs, but it's like Justin Reed's probably a better kicker than a lot of these dudes that are out there on uh, that are actually starting kickers on Sunday, to be honest. The guy is a boot. But, um, yeah, I mean, Amendola got cut. That shows how good he is. We'll see where they go. But they definitely miss Butker. And, uh, I don't know, I guess find a punt returner not named Sky Moore that can actually hold on to the football back there. But let's move on. Uh, Monday Night Football, as we said, snooze fest. Who gives a shit about the Cowboys? The Giants had a shot to go 3-0 and and probably become one of the worst 3-0 and teams we've seen. But Cooper Rush, he stays undefeated <laughs> as a starter. Defeated the Bengals. Uh, and obviously defeats the Giants and then dating back to last year when they went into Minnesota and he uh, beat the Vikings. Uh, he's kind of holding the ship together there, right? I mean, Dak, I see he's trying to rush back. He's getting stitches out of the thumb. He was uh, rumoring next week, probably uh, two weeks or three weeks out still, I'd imagine. But I mean, I guess you got to give credit to Cooper Rush and that defense, right? I mean, last week when I was talking about the defense was able to give Daniel Jones some trouble. Micah Parsons throwing left tackles and guards to the ground like it's nothing. That guy is an animal. But I mean, do you give Cooper Rush? I got to give him a little bit of credit. I hate the Cowboys, but I'll give him a little bit of credit because he could have came out and just shit the bed and lose every game. And they're sitting, what, 0-3 right now. But he's found ways to uh, just be good enough to not cost them games. Yeah, I have to reluctantly give Cooper Rush credit. Um, He came out as – I really expected, like, really bad performances, not Monday night, but last last Sunday against Cincinnati. He came out and showed that he belongs in the league, at least. Like, I'm not saying he's great or anything, but he got two wins. He managed the game well. Um, I think he's earning himself a contract for a different team in the following year. I think someone's going to take a chance on him, so kudos to him for – um, potentially earning a new contract, so good for him. But I mean, it, it's nothing super impressive. It was he's game managing. Uh, they're playing a poor Giants team. I don't really care about their record. I still don't think they're that good. I think with the new coaching staff, there's a lot of improvements. But Daniel Jones really limits your team's upside. But man, the de- the Cowboys defense is very good. Again, Micah Parsons just a game wrecker, just an animal. I think uh, New York dropped back thirty seven or thirty eight times, and uh, Daniel Jones was pressured twenty seven of them. That's a very that's very impressive. Uh, they basically did not have time or a clean pocket all night. So shout out to them. Um, they keep their season alive. I'm assuming Dak will be back in a couple weeks. Uh, that Sunday night game against Philadelphia, and I think two, maybe three weeks actually. Uh, I I expect him to be on the field for that one. I'm excited for that. But, yeah, Dallas kept their season alive. I don't expect much out of New York, even though they had a good start. And uh, Cooper Rush was okay. I got to give him credit. He managed the game well. And uh, maybe Jerry's right. Maybe there's a QB controversy brewing. Yeah, I don't don't know about QB (laughs) controversy, but, yeah, he's good enough to, uh, yeah, as you said, manage the game, not throw them out of the game, which a lot of backup quarterbacks do throw their teams out. And it always helps when you get production out of Tony Power, 13 for 105, and Zeke, 15 carries, 73, and a touchdown, right? That helps with the defense going crazy against a bad Giants team, as you mentioned. So there's the Cowboys spotlight for uh, this week. 
and let's keep it going. Uh, we had the Jags 38 to 10 W over the Chargers. Obviously, the Chargers are hampered with massive amounts of injuries. Keenan Allen was out. Uh, Herbert was playing with the rib cartilage, rib cartilage thing, got the injection. Uh, so who knows? Uh, really, he's not at 100%. I believe Joey Bosa went out. So, I mean, you just – and then Stale – or uh, yeah, Slater. Slater. I was about to say Staley. Slater, Rashawn Slater, tackle out. So, I mean, it's typical Chargers football, right? The whole team's getting hurt. Um, and, yeah, are the Jags the real deal, though? I mean, I, I'm impressed with Doug. He's got a real program. I'm actually happy for Trevor Lawrence to get a real head coach after last year. And that team, I mean, they literally tanked the year, get the first pick, get Trayvon Walker, get Devin Lloyd at linebacker, and then they get a real coach, pair him with Trevor Lawrence. And, I mean, they look damn good um, at the gates. But, yeah, what are you feeling on the Jags? And is it just another typical Chargers year where injuries and expectations overwhelm them? And could this be the end of Brandon Staley? Yeah, I want to address the Chargers thing first real quick. Um, it's unfortunately feels like a classic Chargers season, right? They stack so much talent on paper, and all of a sudden there's a ton of injuries. I do think if they miss the playoffs and they have a poor finish, that so Brandon Staley's probably gone. And um, that would be the number one coaching vacates. Like, everyone would want that job, uh, number one vacancy if it, if it does open. Uh, maybe someone like a Sean Payton would find that interesting enough to return. I just think if they get like a perfect coach in there with that team, they could be so special. Um, and who knows? I'm not going to write them off quite yet, but with these injuries and everything, it, it doesn't look great considering the Chargers history. Um, but to the Jags, I, I do think that the real deal, um, Trevor Lawrence was like the number one rated prospect since Andrew Luck. Everyone said he's going to be a surefire thing. And obviously he didn't have a great rookie year, but I cannot emphasize enough how terrible Urban Meyer is. That wasn't a real coaching regime. That wasn't a real like NFL offense. It was just a terrible situation start to finish. And then you bring in a real I who I think is a very good coach in Doug Peterson, Super Bowl winner. Um, he knows how to handle quarterbacks, whether it was in Green Bay, Philadelphia, um, his own career as a backup quarterback. He knows what he's doing offensively. We're seeing what Trevor Lawrence uh, has the potential to do. He clearly has all the ability in the world, and it's exciting to see. I think the Jags are the real deal. They have some really good key pieces. Um, I actually think they steal their division this year because nobody really picked them going in. I certainly did not. And I'm rooting for the Jags uh, outside of next Sunday against the Eagles. I like the Jags. I like Doug Peterson. Um, I'm a big fan of his, obviously. I'm pretty biased there. But I think Trevor Lawrence is the real deal. And I don't think we should be surprised at all because he had a bad rookie year. Uh, to me, he was set up to fail because of Urban Meyer. So, like, he has so much talent on paper. I think we're just scratching the surface with the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. And it's going to be exciting to see where they go in the future. Yeah, I mean, Urban Meyer blows. Yeah, like credit to Doug, right? Doug comes in there. I had no ill will towards Doug when he got fired. And uh, Philly, it just didn't work out. You know, things don't work out. But, yeah, I mean, the Chargers, they're kind of – it's every year with them, right? They have all the talent. They have everything. And then Staley can't coach last year. He's going for it on fourth down like it's Madden. People are getting hurt. And then this year, it's just people are getting hurt. And then interceptions on the one-yard line against the Chiefs. And that's where they're looking at. But yeah, credit to the Jags. I mean, James Robinson coming off the Achilles, 17 carries, 100 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. It seems like he he's really kind of took a stranglehold on the lead back, which is kind of it's I mean, I wouldn't say surprising. I thought it'd be closer to a split, but it clearly shows that uh, that Travis Etienne is not uh, Doug's 
guy and they maybe regret that pick wasting that I think it was a second round pick last year right that was a typical Urban Meyer uh, selection and it clearly didn't work out but James Robinson's balling out and yeah Trevor Lawrence looks like the real deal uh, you got to be excited if you're a Jags fan sitting at two and oh or two and one and I like them to uh, yeah I like them to win the South they're the most impressive team down there uh, obviously both of us, uh, neither of us took them in the preview, but it's hard to ignore them now. They just look that good compared to the rest of the teams in that division. Uh, last comment. I think, uh, Doug Peterson's got a real chance at coach of the year, especially if they win the division, make the playoffs. For sure. For sure. For sure. But too bad. He's going to lose it to Nick Sirianni. Yes, sir. <laughs> and last thing on the docket, uh, offensive struggle down in Tampa Bay, some delay of games at the end. Um, it was just, I mean, obviously on the script, dude, the Packers came out of the gates flying, right? They looked good out of the gates on the script. Aaron Rodgers was slinging the rock to uh, Romeo Dobbs and just having a good old time. He hit Alan Lazar for a touchdown. They had the running backs going. But, I mean, it was basically what we broke it down to be in the uh, pregame. Not enough weapons out there. You can't trot out there with Cole Beasley, Brashad Perryman, Scotty Miller, uh, Kyle Rudolph, guys like that, and, and play a good defense. So, I mean, what do you make out here? Do you do you take anything away from the Bucks? And are you uh, are you looking up on Rodgers? It was a typical Rodgers regular season win, man. I told you that's why I was rolling with them last <laughs> week because it's a typical. I'm telling you, if this game was played in January, ten out of ten times, I'm taking Tom Brady and the Bucks. But it's a classic regular season. I must hope they rematch in the playoffs. To be honest. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think you pretty much nailed it in your pick slash previews, the regular season thing. Um, my takeaways from this game, I don't put a lot of stock into this game if I wasn't going to look into it. Um, I, I can't put any stock in the Tampa Bay thing. Their defense looks elite and legit. Again, they clearly are a Super Bowl caliber defense. And then with Tom Brady, he doesn't have his weapons, right? And it's still number 12. It's still Tom Brady back there. I just... I just have to assume and give them the benefit of the doubt that like the offense will get it together once they're all healthy on the field and be elite as well. So it's like, it's, I, I can't say anything negative about the bucks. I know they lost. I know the offense didn't look great, but I, I just got to assume Tom gets his weapons back and they get into a groove. They're going to be pretty lethal. But with that being said, it's kind of the opposite for me and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, like he came out hot and then uh, they're driving, they were driving down the field about to take a 21 to three lead. Aaron Jones gets uh, lit up by Vita Vea, which shout out to uh, Todd Bowles. And they got Vita Vea dropping back in coverage. What a crazy idea. But it forced a fumble, right? So it worked well. But, like, Aaron didn't – and the offense didn't really recover post-fumble. They didn't get really much going after that drive. So that was kind of concerning to me. It's just – it's hard for me to see this Green Bay offense, like – I fire on all cylinders for like 60 minutes, four quarters of football, unless they're playing like the Chicago bears. Right. So like, I, I still don't have a ton of faith in this green Bay offense. They're clearly getting better week to week, but I don't know. It's going to be tough to give them credit. They won the game and they played an incredibly tough bucks defense. So they're clearly getting better, but I, I got much more faith in the bucks moving forward than I do the Packers. The Packers offense still worries me. Yeah, I mean, only one of these teams is getting Mike Evans back next week, which yeah. should help the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, it's the classic Aaron Rodgers, one turnover, shut it down, not taking any more risks, tucking the tail. I mean, we watched, yeah, hey, we've seen it for years now. Yeah, I don't know how far the Green Bay's offense can, uh, can take them, right? Uh, the defense is pretty damn good when it's there, but I mean, the offense is going to have to hold up their end of the bargain and you can't just shut it down after a turnover, right? I mean, you don't see Tom Brady shut it down after a turnover. They figure out a way to uh, keep the truck 
moving. But, I mean, yeah, they don't have anybody really to break down a defense. Even as you saw out of the gates, it was kind of the short, quick passes, the screens, the runs. It was nothing that was really like uh, gouging the Bucks secondary and torching them. And then back to the Bucks, dude, the defense is still – it's legit, right? It's scary that I – keep, I keep saying this every week, that if the worst part of the offense is them throwing the ball with Tom Brady, uh, you got a pretty damn good football team that all you got to do is get your weapons back. Hopefully Godwin can come back soon. Julio, probably not. I think he had like a PCL tear or something or a, a partial tear. So, I mean, it's just every year with Julio. But getting Mike Evans back next week will be huge for them. And, yeah, I'm not taking anything away from Tom Brady and the Bucks as long as he's back there playing quarterback. Let's move on. Week three spread pick results. As you see the records on the screen, uh, 23, 21, and 1 out of the uh, gates through three weeks. That will probably change come next week. And then uh, a little bit of the slow start under 500 on your end. Any of these games that you're uh, you're kind of annoyed about? Um, Chiefs, Chiefs, Bills. I mean, as a whole, I know they straight up lost, but there was they looked like they were going to cover like close to the end of the third, and then both of those games went the other way at like the same time. Those two was kind of annoying. The Bucks minus one. I mean, two point conversion to tie is what it is. Um, I'm not crazy about a 20 and 25 start. Obviously week one was really bad. Week two and three have been decent. Um, it goes around. And I, I'm not worried about in the long run. Got to, got to have a good week to get above 500, but I, I haven't been, I haven't lost like crazy bet wise. I, I put in the spreads I like, so I'll, I'll take it and run with it. There's definitely some, a few that I regret through three weeks, but 20 and 25, uh, plenty of room for opportunity and improvement. And I think I'll get there. Yeah, there's only one I'm annoyed about, Niners minus one and a half. Um, yeah, <laughs> That's fair. It's just, it's just as simple as that. We hyped it up, hyped it up, hyped it up. Yeah, I guess the Chiefs one, I could say, Bills won five and a half. I mean, we were just kind of rolling with the Bills just because they're the Bills and they had that much talent. But um, I, that's not really one that I'm super upset. But, yeah, I mean, it's literally just the 49ers one to, to be that embarrassing. On Sunday Night Football against Hackett and Russell Wilson, uh, it disappointed me. Any other kind of games that caught your eye this weekend? Obviously, the Eagles look legit, at least for a half. I still need to see a, a, a second half offensive performance to get, you know, super, super uh, hype about them. But I mean, a great start. 3-0 and Jalen Hurts once again looks like the real deal. The defense beats up Carson Wentz. What does Carson Wentz do? He holds the football too long and he gets smoked. Um, some fans say only two of the sacks were his fault. I got a buddy who's a commander's fan said only two of the sacks for Wentz's fault. I don't know, man, the guy takes 10 step drops. Like it's peewee football, but, uh, yeah. Any games, uh, other than the ones that we kind of talked about that, uh, caught your eye before we wrap up. I'll say this about Carson Wentz and the sacks. Um, the commander scored eight points and we sacked them nine times. So that's, that's a pretty rough outing. Um, I would say the the Raiders against the Titans. The Titans have not looked good. They finally put together a game, and the Raiders are now sitting at 0-3 in the AFC West. Um, I know it's a little early, but it definitely feels like the Raiders' uh, playoff hopes and their season is already over, honestly. Yeah, the Raiders. Yeah, Josh McDaniels has not been impressive yeah. out of the gates. Only one I got other than the Eagles is the Lions. Kind of, I felt like they had that game in the bag and they literally let Kirk Cousins steal it from them. Uh, I'm a big Dan Campbell guy. He's got good energy. It just sucks to see them drop to one and two when they should have been two and one. Uh, but hey, they're not they're not a finished product, right? They're still a year or two away. They still need to get a guy like Jamison Williams back, hopefully sooner rather than later. But it's just tough when you think they have a game in the bag to let up 14 in the fourth below that game. 
Ravens-esque, right? Uh, shout out to anybody that bet the Steelers or teased them on Thursday night like I did, who got the rough bad beat, Steelers plus 10, and then uh, uh, fumbled to a, in the end zone for a touchdown for the Browns in the game. Bad beat. Bad beat to start the week. It set the tone poorly. For sure. Uh, I think that'll do it. I got one more shout out. Mac Hollins, wide receiver one in uh, Las Vegas. Why they even bring in <laughs> Devontae Adams when you got a guy like Mac Hollins. But uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this week three recap. Thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, drop any feedback that you have in the uh, comments section. Uh, add us on Twitter if you have any other uh, feedback that we could add or remove from uh, these recaps and previews each week. As always, Spotify link will be in the description of this video if you're audio only. And yeah, we'll be back uh, to cover week four, the primetime games, the big matchups in week four.